This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, another episode of The Daily Ticket. I just wanted to maybe be the first to wish you a happy Valentine's Day. It is the 14th of February, 2024. It's Valentine's Day, people. I hope people gave you the great candy hearts. I hope maybe you got some flowers. I hope you're enjoying your Valentine's Day. It's one of my favorite holidays. Can I tell you why? This might be pathetic, but you might actually agree with it as well. So when I was a single man, I thought Valentine's Day on Earth. I did. Because on Valentine's Day, especially when it was on a weekend, If you went to the bar or a restaurant on a Saturday or a Friday night and you saw a woman sitting by herself, you knew for a fact because it was Valentine's Day that she was single. And it improved your chances of going up and talking to said woman and maybe having a little bit of success. I consider myself an expert. I didn't get a whole lot of women. I know that's hard to believe. I know. Very hard to believe. However... I had my greatest success, women actually wanting to talk to me on Valentine's Day and also on the first day of gun hunting. All the guys are out hunting while their wives go to the bar and they really want to talk to other men, it seems like. Like those are the two best days in Michigan to pick up ladies, it seems like. But on Valentine's Day, and I don't know if it works on a Wednesday as well as it works on a Friday night or a Saturday, but Valentine's Day was my day. A young Jeff Rieger single got all gussied up to go out to the bar. My success rate was always lousy. But my stats, my analytics, they break it down. On Valentine's Day, I was a hell of a lot luckier than on any other day of the week. So I want to say happy Valentine's Day to everybody. I want to say, guys, girls, enjoy yourself. And don't forget to stock up on all those delicious Brock conversation hearts tomorrow because they're going to be like 95% off. In fact, I was at Meyer yesterday. I was walking through the halls at Meyer, and I saw the conversation hearts. They were 15% off. And I did one of these. Rub my hands together. Only a matter of 48 hours before these things are on fucking clearance. Let's go. 
Oh, by the way, since yesterday's podcast, it has since been brought to my attention that my taste in holiday candy is absolutely awful. So what are you going to do? How's everybody doing today? I hope well. Thank you, by the way, for not watching another baseball podcast. I got to stop doing these Tiger podcasts because nobody watched the J.D. Martinez podcast on YouTube. They listened to it. And I don't think a whole lot of people watch the Matt Chapman podcast. See, I'm honest. When people watch, I'm very appreciative. But when people don't watch, I get very bummed out. I should take this time to beg you. Please subscribe, rate, review, comment. We're still looking for the commenter of the month. Whoever has the most comments read will be the commenter of the month. It comes with great prestige and special prizes. So we are keeping track. I will get you a leaderboard. How many people have had how many comments read? But in the meantime, let's do a little podcast, shall we? Because yesterday we talked about Matt Chapman. I said the Tigers should go out and get him. I don't expect that to happen anytime soon, if ever. But I do think that Tigers offense, as the Tigers report today to spring training, it's not good enough. It really isn't. But today, I wanted to bring something up because I think it's interesting. So, I saw this tweet on Twitter. And it corresponded with Kyle Shanahan talking and trying to explain why in God's name he took the ball first in overtime of the Super Bowl on Sunday. Let me break it down for you very quickly. There's this individual on Twitter. His name is John Frasella. I hope I didn't butcher that name. Now, John Frasella, he works for something called Razball, which is the experts you ask questions of. They use our tools, account run by Gray, home of Raz Slam and Raz Bowl and Raz Jam. I don't quite know what Raz Ball is, but they have like 26,000 followers. This John Frasella has about 13,000 followers. And he tweeted this out and it just happened to catch my attention. But one day ago, he tweeted out, if Dan Campbell was a smarter head coach, the Detroit Lions would be Super Bowl champions right now. He goes on to say they played the best in the playoffs. 49ers and Chiefs both stunk in the Super Bowl. Ravens were the best team in the regular season. Lions were the best team in the playoffs. Now, I think we all agree with this, by the way. I think we all agree that the Lions look pretty damn good in the postseason. I don't think there's any question about that. They beat the Rams. Got past the Bucs. And we're up 17 at the half, of course, against the 49ers. But is this what we're doing? Are we blaming the loss on Dan Campbell? Are we blaming the fact the Lions were not in the Super Bowl on Dan Campbell? Damn near three weeks later, I know nobody can let it go. But are we blaming Dan Campbell for the fact you weren't in the big game? I'm not comfortable in doing that. In fact, the more I get away from the NFC title game, the more I'm grateful that Dan Campbell is the head coach of the Lions. But this individual, member of the media, thinks Dan Campbell needs to be a smarter head coach. At the same time, you got Kyle Shanahan, who was talking to the media yesterday, 
And he said the reason he took the ball first in overtime was because he wanted a third possession. His whole point, and I think it's a dumb one, but he whole pointed out that if they scored a touchdown and then the Chiefs scored a touchdown, then they would get the ball back. And if they had scored even a field goal, they would have won the Super Bowl. But the point that Shanahan is missing, if they scored a touchdown and the Chiefs scored a touchdown, you know damn well the Chiefs would go for two. Because they're not going to give you a chance to have the ball a third time. The game's already five quarters long. It's the end of the season. These teams are freaking exhausted. And they told you that post game. Their plan from preseason was we are going to make sure the other team takes the ball first, like the Niners did take the ball. And the Chiefs plan to get the ball second, to go down and score a touchdown. And if it tied the football game, they were going to go for a two-point conversion. And if they won it, awesome. If they lost it, it is what it is. But they weren't going to give any team a chance for a third possession. That's why I think Kyle Shanahan is wrong here. But it got me thinking. I have two questions for you. What's worse? Question one. Kyle Shanahan's decision to take the ball first in overtime or Dan Campbell's decision to pass up not one but two field goals? That's question one for you. My second question is the following. If you focus on Dan Campbell, the further we get away from the NFC title game, do you agree with this media member that Dan Campbell needs to be a smarter head coach, that his coaching is essentially going to eventually screw you, that you don't trust him because he gambles too much and you're afraid that it's going to cost you in a big-time situation? Or are you like me? The further you get away from the NFC title game, the more you realize what a stud Campbell is. I'm not saying Sunday in Santa Clara was his best coaching. I'm not. Nobody is. Everybody makes mistakes. But think about what Dan Campbell has done. And I've heard people say Dan Campbell is going to be a guy that screws you. I heard people say Dan Campbell is going to be the death of you. I don't think any of that stuff is fair. Now, maybe I thought it was fair right after the game. Because I, like you, was emotional. I, like you, was a little raw. A little upset. But the further you get away, I think you got to realize what a stud that guy is. In three years, he got you in the NFC title game. You don't even have to go back to the video where he's begging his players to trust him. They did, and it worked out. They had a hell of a season. 29 straight games, not a single losing skin. In three years, had to fire his OC, Anthony Lynn, brought in Ben Johnson. It worked. Ben Johnson loves it so much in Detroit, he's sticking around. Fired Aubrey Pleasant. From that point on, the defensive backs coach, the defense got better. The team got better last year. They won eight of 10 games. Stuck with Aaron Glenn. Aaron Glenn, the last six games, oh yeah, his defense gave up a whole lot of air yards, but they still won most of those games. Like, Dan Campbell has been a genius. Do I have to remind you of the former Lions coaches that failed at every turn? I can go down the list, whether it be Jim Schwartz or Marty Morningwig or Jim Caldwell or Rod Marinelli, Steve Mariucci. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. They all get lionized. They all trip over the obstacles in the organization. Then there's Dan Campbell, who came in in one of the more embarrassing ways, according to some people, right, with the whole kneecap speech, and he's done nothing but flourish. Dan Campbell puts his players first. Dan Campbell has the guts to go for it. Dan Campbell, according to analytics, has saved his team more wins than anybody else in the NFL. I get people harping on the fourth down plays. I understand But the Lions are fucking lucky to have Dan Campbell as their head coach. They really are. That's as simple as it is. So when I see a media member, and I don't even know if you want to call him a media member. But when I see a guy on Twitter that's got a whole lot of followers and he's verified saying Dan Campbell needs to be a smarter head coach. He had a bad day. I don't disagree with that. But he's the reason that your fourth best odds to win the Super Bowl. He's the face of Detroit sports. He's a rock star. And we're lucky to have him. And yeah, I might not have felt all these things right after the game, but that's the beauty of time, right? That's the beauty of reflection. When you sit back and you reflect a little bit, you realize what you got, and you got something good. Where are you on the head coach of the Lions? Before we get into the offseason, before we get into the draft and free agency, where are you? You trust this guy with all your heart? Do you believe this guy's going to bring you to the promised land? Or do you believe he's eventually going to screw you? That's number one. And then the initial question. Shanahan or Dan Campbell? Who screwed up more? Was it Kyle Shanahan deciding to take the football in overtime? A new overtime, mind you, that nobody really knew about. Or was it Dan Campbell for not kicking two field goals? And I think the answer is Shanahan. I think the answer is Kyle Shanahan without a doubt. Now, forget the fact that Kyle Shanahan is responsible for the biggest blow in Super Bowl League as the OC of the Atlanta Falcons. Do we have to bring up 28-3? Shanahan was responsible for that. They didn't run the football. They passed the football. They choked it away. But he's also responsible for the biggest fourth quarter lead in a Super Bowl blowing. He's also responsible for the biggest fourth quarter lead in an NFC championship game blowing. Like maybe Kyle Shanahan turns into this fantastic coach that eventually gets the job done. Let's not forget they bashed Andy Reid, said he would never win anything, and now he's one of the best coaches in football. But I think what Kyle Shanahan did on Sunday was much worse than what Dan Campbell did in the NFC title game. Much worse. His players didn't know the rules. He didn't talk about overtime with his guys in the biggest game of the year. These guys are supposed to be so detail-oriented. And nobody knew anything. How do I know that? They admitted it post-game. 
Now, Kyle Shanahan claims the plan was always to take the football first. He claims he talked to it with everybody. I don't believe it. Kyle Juszczyk, their big fullback, he had no idea the rules even existed. He didn't even know that they changed the rules. Kyle Shanahan did a bad job. Furthermore, his explanation that he wanted the ball a third time is asinine because it's never going to get to a third time. Now, you might win because the other team ties you and misses the two-point conversion. But no team is going to tie it again for you to take the ball back and next score wins. It's not going to happen. I'd much rather we get the ball second, knowing full well what I got to do. Oh, what do I need to do? I only need a field goal? Patrick Mahomes gets four downs to work with a series? He used it? Fourth and one? Remember that? Travis Kelsey blocking for him? Like it was a boneheaded decision by Kyle Shanahan not to take the ball second. So I think his decision was worse. I think it might have cost him the Super Bowl. Let's not forget they had two leads in the fourth quarter. As for Dan Campbell, I'm not saying he had a great day. I'm not letting him off the hook. But think of all the things that had to happen for the Lions to blow that game in the NFC title game to the 49ers. It wasn't just two decisions not to kick field goals and go for it on fourth down. Fourth downs, by the way, that were high percentage plays that the Lions have done a nice job picking up all season long. But Kendall Valdor, the ball went off his face mask. Jameer Gibbs fumbled. Josh Reynolds dropped two balls. Iffy Malinfonwu could not sack Brock Purdy. Lions could down a punt at the half-inch yard line. It was a colossal combination of failure. So if you ask me which was worse, I think Kyle Shanahan, much worse than Dan Campbell. But what about you? Answer the questions if you'd be so kind in the comment section. What was worse? Shanahan's decision in overtime or Dan Campbell's decision in the second half of the NFC title game. And the other question, which I'm fascinated by, do you trust Dan Campbell with all your heart on Valentine's Day? My answer is yes. Let me know what you think. In the meantime, let's read some comments and get the hell out of here. I want you all to enjoy your Valentine's Day. There you go. Comment sections. So yesterday, it was all about my idea. I thought it was a genius idea that Matt Chapman should be signed by the Detroit Tigers. User underscore WM8UV61C4S. Great podcast, Rieger. Loving the Tiger Talk. Looking forward to the season. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. And then Noah underscore Conley. I would only sign him for a one or two year deal just because I'm worried how his bat will hold up as he ages. I agree with you, Noah. 100%. I'm not talking about a four year deal. No, I did say four year deal. But I think the good thing to do would be to sign up for one or two years. And the fact that he's still a free agent means that free agent hasn't gone all that well for him. So maybe you can get him at a discount. Maybe you can get him for a year prove it deal. He's only ever made $12.5 million, the most he's made in a season. Give him $20 mil. Come play third base for the Tigers. Prove it to everybody you can still rank. Seems like it would be a win-win for most, doesn't it? So those are the comments. Comment section on the daily ticket. Tomorrow I'll come up with a leaderboard. How many people have had their comments read multiple times? 
and are on their way to being commenter of the month for the month of February. In the meantime, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I hope you have a great Valentine's Day, and we'll catch you tomorrow on a Thursday. Take care.